I'm Andrew Norton, and this is Completely Optional Knowledge. Jonathan Maring is the photographer behind a book by National Geographic called Skate the World. The pages are filled with photos he took of skateboarders in lots of different countries. Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Morocco, Azerbaijan, Mexico, Argentina, Colombia. This went on for a while, so I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. Ethiopia. Even after all these travels, there is still one place that Jonathan has definitely never been to. Give me like your most dramatic, like outer space, like really play it up for me. Outer space. (laughs) Smile. You can hear my smile, can you? Um, Outer space. Yes. Okay. There we go. There we go. That's good. And of course, Jonathan has an outer space related question for us. Yes, I do. So if I were to go into space to shoot photos, what are some things I would need to know to make sure I came back with something excellent? You're asking like if Red Bull or something wants to put a half pipe in the International Space Station and they want to shell out like you want to be ready for this, right? That's exactly right. I mean, to hell with Earth. (laughs) What goes on up there? (laughs) So you're wondering like... If you were up in space, what are some things you'd need to know in order to, like, not screw up the photos? Right. You know, I guess you would want a zoom lens, because how easy is it to position the spacecraft in such a way that you could get the shot you want? It's like, hey, can we move a thousand miles back, you know, and too close? (laughs) I'm Andrew Norton, and this is the Completely Optional Knowledge Podcast. Brought to you by Greenpeace. Ask. Inquire. Seek the truth. The show where we take questions that make you go, huh? And we try and make you be like, oh. Don Pettit is an astronaut who spent a total of over a year in space, mainly aboard the International Space Station. So, Don, this is my first time ever talking to an astronaut, and I went to space camp when I was a kid, so this is very exciting to me. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> you know, I get to talk to astronauts every day. <laughs> right. Okay. I have kind of a, I suppose, a more practical question. I'm curious if there's any sort of unwritten rules up there, like any sort of like roommate stuff, you know, so you don't get on each other's nerves. You know, there's lots of unwritten social rules that you learn just being a citizen of planet Earth. And <laughs> most of those rules apply when you're in space. If you use the last square of toilet paper, you know, you get a new batch of toilet paper out so the next guy isn't there and all of a sudden go, no, there's no toilet paper. And what's the most popular snack up there? It varies. I'm a big coffee fan. And, you know, we don't drink coffee out of cups. We drink it out of bags. And so I'd have maybe two or three bags of coffee a day. But during a course of a mission, they may be allocate like one, one and a half bags a day on the average. And so you got to be able to do a little horse trading if you want to drink three bags of coffee a day. (laughs) Right. There's some bartering. So what are some things that earthlings might not think about that might get in the way of, of taking a good photo up there? You're asking questions that are near and dear to my heart. There's a number of things that are different on orbits. And these are little things that we don't even think about as human beings, as creatures on the surface of planet Earth. For example, face recognition software. Right. That's if you have a group of people, it recognizes the face and it automatically focuses on on the face, right? Correct. Well, when you're in space, you'll have a crew photo and three or four of your crew members may be hanging upside down. (laughs) And the face recognition software will not work if you are inverted. Another thing that happens is you have changes in brightness. When you do a wide angle oblique of Earth, you have Earth, which is incredibly bright, and you have black. 
and the auto exposure algorithms don't know how to deal with all that blackness. So these are things that as a photographer, they become somewhat automatic. But then when you're up there, you're, you're thrown for a loop, even on the most basic stuff, right? Like exposure. That's right. And then internal photography becomes challenging because the design of space station, it's like living in a long hallway. It's maybe seven feet wide and eight feet tall. And it's like 100 meters long with little connectos in between. And it's generally poorly lit. And there's all kinds of cables and wires and stuff dangling down in the way. And if you want to take a snapshot of a crewmate working on something, your crewmate will have, you know, shiny primordial lizard reflection <laughs> kind of thing. And it looks like this lizard creature is living in some kind of a dark cave because the light doesn't get spilled around in the semi-infinite hallway that's going behind them. And they probably have red eyes from the flash, too, right? They can. And then everybody wants a neat picture of them with a window in the background and, and Earth behind that. And we call those the hero shots. <laughs> this involves some rather delicate exposure matching. I see. So, so they, want, they want this hero shot of them standing in a window with the Earth in the background. But in order to actually get them properly exposed and the Earth properly exposed, it's a bit of a feat, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping you bartered a few extra kind of coffee packs from this, from, from all, this, all this photography work. Can you tell me a little bit about this invention that you made, this, this uh, doohickey? I don't know. What, what do you call it? Okay, it's a barn door tracker. Okay. And this is something that amateur astronomers use to take pictures from Earth of, of space. And I basically made a version of that so that when I'm in space, I could take pictures of Earth. I see. So what's happening is, is you're whipping by the earth and in order, it's like that classic thing you learn in photography class that you pan with the action, right? If you see someone running, you pan along with them. So you get a nice sharp image and this helps you move along at the same rate as the earth. So you can shoot things on earth that are nice and sharp. Exactly. And at the time I made this barn door tracker, it would take upwards of a one second exposure for cameras to record that. You cannot manually hold a camera still enough and track Earth for one second without getting a bunch of jiggles. And so this barn door tracker that I, I cobbled up from just junk and spare parts that I found on station, it allows you to accurately track your orbital motion over Earth so that you could do up to a one-second exposure and, and have it appear sharp. And so you're moving a little screw that's mounted to the camera so that the camera pans with the Earth, basically? Exactly, exactly. That was circa 2002. Now with the cameras that we have, we can go up to usable ISOs of 12,800, and we can actually hand track good enough, and our exposures will be like 125th of a second, so we don't need to use it anymore on station. I'm curious which photo you shot during your time in space kind of sticks out in your mind well after you've, you've gotten back here. Is there, is there one that stands out to you? Oh, gosh. Uh, during my last mission, we as a crew, the six of us, we took a half a million pictures. <laughs> and up at that point, they'd taken less than half a million pictures total in the previous 12 years. So we doubled the number of pictures that crews had taken on space station in one mission. And so which of these half a million pictures is my favorite? That's really hard to say. I've got a couple inside pictures that I took of spacesuits that were just kind of floating in the airlock. And some of those I think are really, really cool. And I look at this picture and it just brings me back. Nice. It's a bit of a more of a slice of life. And some of the photos that I have seen from you, it's less about here's the epicness of the earth. It's more about here's what life is like on the station. I, I find that really interesting or an interesting perspective. There's not very many pictures of me 
in space because most of the time I was taking the pictures, but I did take a number of self-portraits where it would be a picture of some piece of space station equipment, but in a reflection on some shiny bolt head or something in this piece of equipment, you could see me behind the camera taking the picture. Huh. So I, I, like to, I like to compose sort of pseudo self-portraits like that, where some way I would be in the picture, but not in an overt way. Well, it's great to know that people are up there on the space station and are seeing things in a unique way and documenting things in a unique way. Yes, and think about that's what early photographers did when they were exploring and filming the Wild West when it was still a frontier. And the photography we're doing on station now will show and document an age that has been passed. That's a lot to keep in mind while you try and get your exposure right up in space there, Don. It is. And, <laughs> you know, eventually space stage is going to be dumped in the ocean. It's going to burn up as a little clinker. And after your space mission, it's all like a Jim Croce a song. It's, it's photographs and memories. And, and that's, that's what you bring home. Photographs, memories, and the stories that you could tell people who happen to be willing to listen to what you might want to say. Shooting 500,000 photos, seems, <laughs> that seems excessive. I wonder how long they were up there. <laughs> it's like, basically, it just sounds like, oh, shooting photos up there kind of sucks. It's kind of hard. <laughs> like, it's it like, does sound difficult. <laughs> like, imagine, like, okay, there's no light coming in. It's this metal hallway with wires everywhere, and everyone's hitting you up for a photo of themselves to put on social media now, you know? Exactly. I love his, and maybe this was just the photo nerd in me, but his barn door tracker system. That's a pretty cool invention. You know, it's it's almost a little sad that he no longer needs it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to send you um, a link to some of his photos here. Oh, okay. Damn, look at all those cameras. They have the camera out every single window. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really sick uh, light trails, too. Oh, my God. That's insane. I wonder what his shutter speed was there, like. An hour or something. <laughs> wow. I think I see the photo that he was talking about where the, the spacesuit chilling in the airlock. That's pretty, pretty creepy, actually. Oh, yeah, that is super creepy. <laughs> By the way, you can see those photos at Dawn Shot and so many more awesome photos if you go to eol.jsc.nasa.gov. Completely Optional Knowledge is presented by Greenpeace. It's produced by J.P. Davidson. Breakmaster Cylinder made our theme music. And me, I'm Andrew Norton. Head over to completelyoptionalknowledge.org to hear more episodes, to subscribe, and to, of course, ask us your questions because we need your weird questions to keep this thing going. Leave us a voicemail with your questions and feedback at 202-697-6912. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with more completely optional knowledge. And hey, if you like the podcast, do us a favor and tell someone about it. Share it on Twitter, on Facebook, um, you know, LinkedIn. Uh, get your MySpace account fired up and, and just share the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. 